all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a few sponsors that not only help to make it possible to produce this show five days a week, but that I'm also genuinely passionate about promoting especially since they're helping to fund all the cool projects we have in the works, such as the Positive Head app, the docuseries that I'm intending to begin shooting within the next year, and whatever else we dream up over here at Positive Headquarters to help spread consciousness across the planet. Now, if you're short on time or just super excited for today's topic and want to dive right in and skip these ads, feel free to fast forward about four minutes to get right into today's show. That being said, I strongly encourage you to listen because the reason I'm passionate about my sponsors is because they've made a huge impact in my own life, which is why I've aligned with these organizations. And I firmly believe they can do the same for you too. The first longtime stellar supporter of this show that I want to mention is Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online with over 8,000 video titles. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. The second sponsor I'm extremely passionate about promoting is Purium. It's no mystery that bringing your mind, body and spirit into balance is necessary if a person truly intends to manifest the greatest and grandest version of themselves. And as of recording this, it's been about mm, four months since I started taking the Purium Core 4 Superfood products every day. And I can honestly and sincerely say my mind, body, and spirit have never felt more in alignment. If you've been looking for a way to easily get superfoods into your system every day with a simple plan that can help you reestablish a healthier foundation and relationship with food, I cannot recommend for you to start with the Purium 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, which includes a 10-day metabolic reset and cleanse enough. I spent personally months researching Purium before I jumped in, and now myself and over 150 other positive heads have started with the 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, and many of us have continued taking the Core 4 products on an ongoing basis daily ever since. I personally intend to take them for the rest of my life because they played a huge role transforming my vibrational state. If you decide to do it, it'll cost you just over $7 a day for the first 40 days and only about $5 a day after. But if you do it the way that I recommend you to do it, the smartest and most beneficial way, it won't cost you anything. 
I recommend you to just look at where you can reallocate money you are already spending on food each day. Essentially, you're just going to swap out the unhealthiest stuff you're in the habit of purchasing in exchange for Purium Superfoods. And this way, it costs you nothing to participate in the transformation and cleanse. And it creates exponential benefit because now you've replaced something that lowers your vibration with something that is going to make you feel super high in the healthiest kind of way. Just take a few minutes, see where you can cut out five to seven dollars a day and commit to doing it. It's that simple. Also for support, we'll be doing a big group transformation with other positive heads and soul family once each month for support. So I recommend, you know, going right now, ordering your 40 day ultimate nutrition plan bundle so that you have it when the next group transformation starts. Procrastination is not your friend. Order it now. You can thank me later because I can assure you, you will not be sorry you've decided to send a message to the universe that you're ready to step up your vibrational game and reclaim your health sovereignty. Just head over to ishoppurium.com. That's spelled I-S-H-O-P-P-U-R-I-U-M.com. Be sure to use the code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, for either $50 off or a 25% discount, whichever is greater. And also, if you want to learn more details about the Purium products, why I'm so passionate about promoting them beforehand, you can go check out several videos I shot discussing these things in greater detail. You can also hear my interview with the very inspiring founder, David Sandoval, much, much more over at positivehead.com forward slash transformation. Alrighty then, positive heads, here we go again. So happy to be with you all. <laughs> I don't know where that intro came from, but it happened. Sticking with it, so happy to be with you guys, as always, and always. Here we grow again. Gonna flow today with what wants to come through. Yeah, making my shows in a way that is um, not very stressful. Same way I work on making my life. I am making my life every day, less and less stressful. Um, All about letting what wants to come through, come through. And it is a beautiful process when we live life from this approach. I've definitely lived my life the other way, uh, where it's trying to do lots of things, manipulate lots of things to make lots of things happen. Yeah, that can be exhausting. But when you get in the flow with what wants to be, when you start tapping into what wants to be said, what wants to be heard, what wants to come through uh, in the show, in your life, with the person that you're bumping up against, um, paying attention to how things have led you, where they've led you. Uh, it uh, It is such a beautiful, beautiful way to navigate 3D reality. It's so graceful and cool. Yeah. I'm going to start off with a iTunes review. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. Not only do they help us to uh, reach new people, but they certainly help to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. And this one came in by Sonny Kramer, and the title is Rainbows of Gratitude. Sonny said, Brandon, this has been a long time coming. I found you in January while taking a long road trip to the UP of Michigan from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was in a deep depression and seeking help, guidance, clarity, and support. I searched the word positive and your podcast showed up. I searched for episodes that spoke on the topic of depression and found quite a few. 
I listened to one, maybe two, and soon gathered some insight and wisdom from you and guests that helped me sit with my sadness, my healing, my heart, and listen. That was the moment I learned to give thanks to my suffering, that my depression was a door to a deep connection to myself and to God. I've listened to hundreds of episodes now, everyone unique and offering me special insight into the experience I am having, with countless synchronicities now tickling me on the reg. <laughs> and most often, when I'm currently listening or had just listened or had just listened to the positive head. I've had a numerology reading from Darius and I'm currently taking Josiah's course, Creative Life Mastery. In a way, I feel like the Positive Head podcast is the mentor I was always seeking. Brandon and the P-Head Posse, I have a rainbow of gratitude and love for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. XO Sunny. P.S. I love sharing songs with friends and wanted to share the song I am listening to right now as I write this. It's Danit Trubig, T-R-E-U-B-I-G, Guacamayo, Guacamayo. I can only find it on YouTube or SoundCloud. Check it out. So good. I did check it out uh, as I read this review before I started recording, and it is really good. So maybe we can get uh, this uh, artist to license some music. And actually, um, speaking of that, I had an amazing artist reach out to me this morning. It's like, you know, people reach out sometimes, and I appreciate all music and all musical endeavors, And but it's, it's not very often someone reaches out and says, hey, I'm a fan of the show, and I love what you're doing, and please play my music. And and then I go check it out and I'm like, oh my gosh, where has this music been on my life? Well, that happened today. And of course, one of the songs titles is in complete flow with what I'm going to play uh, or what I'm going to talk about today. Um, yeah, so I'll be playing uh, music from Volo, V-O-L-O, Force of Nature at the end of today's episode. And um, that's a little bit about what I'm going to talk about is the force of nature. And you know, a bunch of things just sort of serve this topic up for today. As I sat down to have, you know, a cup of coffee and decide what I wanted to talk about, it decides for me, right? First, an email from Volo. Uh, you know, that song title is a perfect, perfect, uh, not only is the song amazing, but, uh, you know, the perfect title of what we're going to talk about. Then I see a video posted by Melissa uh, in the Positive Heads Facebook group. By the way, if you're not there, you definitely need to show your bright and shiny, happy face in the Positive Heads Facebook group. That's with an S. Um, it's a private group where you can open up, get personal, ask questions, connect with other listeners. So many amazing friendships have formed, and it is truly uh, soul fam at its finest and um, couldn't be prouder to be a part of it. So definitely get in there. But yeah, Melissa posted in the Positive Head Facebook group uh, a talk by Alan Watts. And I actually shared Alan Watts recently, a few days ago. And I checked it out and I'm like, oh, I love this. Uh, Mike Anderson, another P-Head extraordinaire who helps to run the, the Positive Head um, main page, uh, public facing page. Uh, it, it posts things regularly, memes and whatnot. And he had posted, um, just posted, if it's complicated, it's from ego. Spirit is simple. Well, that's the same talk that um, Alan Watts, we're going to share here in a little bit, called The Power of Trusting the Universe. So it's, uh, it's just so beautiful how it flows together, and it's so effortless. And this is what we want to all do with our lives, what we are in the process of doing. Stop running after what we think we want. You know, Rumi talked about this. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without pain. From this, I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. 
There is a great secret here for anyone who can grasp it. Well, I can grasp it. You can grasp it. I've gotten so much better at this, guys. Like, I truly, I, I've run around like a chicken with my head cut off many times in my life. And it's just like relaxing into the flow. I have so many ideas that come through me. And instead of grasping onto each one and chasing it like a madman, it's like, ah, oh, I'll let that simmer. I'll let that sit. I'll see what unfolds naturally, naturally, what flows, what, you know, I can do anything. I can't do everything. So what is it that is going to be of highest service, you know? You know, as Wayne Dyer used to always talk about, I think he was quoting uh, St. Francis of Azizi when he would say it, uh, you know, make, he would start each day saying to higher self, God, source, universe, etc., whatever you want to call it, uh, consciousness, he'd say, make me an instrument of thy peace. And when you set out each day with your life, that is your foundational intention. Make me an instrument of thy peace. Right? How can I be of most service to the extensions of self uh, that are here sharing this journey on Spaceship Earth with me? How can I do that and setting that as my foundational intention every single day? Guess what? You just did all the work you need to do. If that's your true intention, you can relax into what unfolds from there. You don't need to stress, grasp, reach, worry, all those things. It's a, you become a furnace of stress and anxiety when you we approach your day that way. You're trying to force anything on life. It's like, do you understand how vast this thing is? It's such a dance of understanding you control by not controlling, right? It's this divine dichotomy everywhere, this, you know, idea of, you know, the opposite, uh, you know, what you let go of. And when you let go, you attract what you want. When you, what you, you know, fight against, you persist. What you resist persists, right? So this is the dance that we're all getting. And I just want to, I want to really, really ground that in today more and more that you just by you listening to this and saying, yes, I agree with St. Francis. I agree with Wayne Dyer. I agree with Brandon Beecham. I agree with myself. Um, the laws of the universe that making myself an instrument of peace is the path, right? Yes, I set that as my foundational intention for the rest of my life from this moment forward. Guess what? You just did all the heavy lifting right by doing that because your intention is what, what, attracts and determines the end results that you you get if you want to know what kind of results you're going to get with any endeavor look at the intention behind it it will be a reflection of the underlying intention so if that is your intention guess what you're going to get peaceful beautiful results it doesn't mean you won't have bumps along the way uh, along the way it doesn't mean you won't hit and you won't uh, be really trusting uh you know and and get burned what appears to be burned right often it's always happening for you so even if you let's say you trust that's that's the thing that happens oftentimes with people they'll have major trust in someone or something and then they get burned really badly and they're like uh screw that not doing that again and then they stop trusting but it's actually that gift was what if what if it was happening so that in spite of the fact that you got burned you could trust even deeper and then find your way to the really really rich rewards that you were hoping to get the first time around right i can take a think of my own um last um you know 
business endeavor. And you guys have heard me talk about it before where, you know, I started a company and brought in partners and it grew to this, you know, very, very successful uh, company. And then I got burned. I got, you know, betrayed from one perspective. Now, did I use that as an excuse to shut down and stop trusting and uh, have a, a, a distrustful eye? Actually, the opposite. I was more distrustful then, which is why I attracted it, than I am now in my case, in my story. And, and now it's just like, ah, I trust everything, you know, like um, Richard Rudd talked about. I believe it's in that, that clip I shared recently uh, in Theo Music with uh, his talk, Clarity. I, sh- I shared a few weeks weeks back. Beautiful. Go listen if you didn't listen to that episode. By the way, you can search and find it. Um, I, I believe it's in that particular talk where he says, trust everything that trust the whole shebang, he says. And it's like, it, when, you can, when you can get into that, no matter what, that intention, that, that is where your power lies. Set your intention and release control and start creating your life in a way that is really, really um, graceful and easy and beautiful. And the way a child approaches their, their day, their life, you know, with that, that wild-eyed wonder, right? Everything is glorious. Everything is magical. They can find them so much joy and beauty in a cardboard box, right? <laughs> like become like that. So trustful, so filled and overflowing with faith in the process that is your life. All right, I'm going to take a moment now. This is a little bit longer clip, but man, so worth it. So good. I'm so grateful for Melissa for sharing it in the Positive Heads Facebook group. Also, uh, while I'm thinking of this real quick before we listen to this Alan Watts clip, um, writing questions. I haven't uh, received as many questions lately, and I'd love to get some, possibly even bring someone on uh, for a a you know a joint episode i did it one time with christopher jackson and it was a lot of fun so uh you know it's something that i've thrown out there if any of you are feeling called and want to put yourself um you know in the spotlight so to speak and you have a really good question or topic um i may just answer it you know uh, on the show itself but uh, i also may invite you on and we can actually talk openly about it i think that would be fun so you can write questions to Brandon at positivehead.com, by the way, uh, or tag me in the Facebook group or smoke signals, tele- telepathy. Um, those work sometimes too, working on that stuff. <laughs> All right, this clip is Alan Watts, The Power of Trusting the Universe. I found it on the Spiritual Library YouTube page, and uh, it's amazing. Take a listen. Lao Tzu puts it in this way, the great Tao flows everywhere, both to the left and to the right. It loves and nourishes all things, but does not lord it over them. And when merits are accomplished, it lays no claim to them. The more, therefore, you relinquish power, trust others, the more powerful you become. But in such a way, that instead of having to lie awake nights controlling everything, you do it beautifully by trusting the job to everyone else. And they carry it on for you. So you can go to sleep at night and trust your nervous system to wake you up in the morning. You can even tell it, I want to wake up at six o'clock and it'll wake you up just like an alarm clock. 
This seems a sort of paradox to say this. But the principle of unity, of coming to a sense of, of oneness with the whole of the rest of the universe, is not to try to be, obtain power over the rest of the universe. That will only disturb it and uh, antagonize it and make it seem less one with you than ever. The way to become one with the universe is to trust it as another, as you would another, and say, let's see what you're going to do. But in doing that, you see, in saying that to everything else, that you have been taught to think is not you, you are also saying it to yourself. Because finally, as I pointed out, you do not know where your decisions come from. They pop up like hiccups. And when you make a decision, people have a great deal of anxiety about making decisions. There's this guy who... Um, farmer who ordered a help man to come in and uh, found he was an extraordinarily efficient worker because the first day he put him on sawing logs and he sawed more logs than anybody had ever sawed it was fantastic but it was all done in one day so the next day he put him on, put him on to mending fences and there were all kinds of broken fences around the farm and in one day he had the whole thing done so he thought, what am I going to do with this guy? So he took him down into a basement and said, look, here are all, our, uh, all the potatoes that have come in from this harvest. And I want you to sort them into three groups. Those that we sell, those that we use for seeding, and those that we throw away. So he left him at that. At the end of the day, the laborer came back and said, well, that's enough, mister. I quit. Oh, he said, you can't quit. I've never had such an excellent worker. I'll raise your salary. I'll do anything to keep you around here. Ah, I said, no. It's all right mending fences and chopping wood, but this potato business is decision after decision after decision after decision. <laughs> so when we decide, we're always worrying, did I think this over long enough? Did I take enough data into consideration and if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. So what you do is, you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. And then when the time comes to act, you make a snap judgment. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking a little extremely. Uh, making some fun of it and uh, so on because after all uh, we, we do occasionally get the vague outlines of things and make a right decision on rational grounds but we fortunately forget the variables that could have interfered with this coming out right it's amazing how often it works but warriors are people who think of all the variables beyond their control and what might happen. So then when you make a decision and it works out all right, 
I think very little of it has much to do with your conscious intent and control. But somehow or other, you are able to decide and control things more harmoniously if you delegate authority. That's why very great businessmen are those who can delegate authority. Trust others to work for them. Because those are people developing businesses on the same basic structure that is fundamental to a living organism. Delegation of authority. It loves and nourishes all things but does not lord it over them. And you see, then, what is happening is this. The more you let go of it and trust it, as if it were quite other than you. The more you realize the inseparable identity of self and other. go back. If you try to find the identity of self and other by subjecting other to self, no go. If on the other hand you, you find it through giving self, that is control, over to other and trusting that, you may make a mistake. You may make a bad gamble. But in the long run, you're acting on a principle which has the backing of evolution. This is the way biological evolution goes on. Constant delegation of authority. That's why, obviously, the democracy is superior to the monarchy. Uh, Mr. Tocqueville who said that democracy is always right, but for the wrong reasons because there is operating in a democracy the principle that Buckminster Fuller calls synergy. And synergy is the intelligence of a highly complex system, the nature of which is always unknown to the individual members. Because that goes back again to this point, that we are always entering a new environment we don't ever know fully what the new environment is because the only environments we know are the past ones. There is always then operating in uh, the development of cellular life on any level a new way of organization higher than any existing form and we are not aware of it until after it's happened. If you ever saw, for example, the film Contiki, uh, this man figured out a few things as to how to make a balsa wood raft to sail from South America to the Pacific Islands. But once he had set this in motion, he discovered that all sorts of unexpected factors cooperated with him. That 
when the wood got wet, it expanded so that the ties bit into it and held it completely secure. He had never expected that. And he found that as he sailed along, a flying fish would simply alight flat on the deck every morning for breakfast. That all kinds of natural factors, it was just, he, he, he touched a key where he was flowing with the course of nature and everything cooperated with him. Because he had touched the key, he had made the act of faith. And he was just picking up, in other words, a practice which had been uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, had been followed by others who had worked it out by their great ecological awareness. So we do come out of this uh, way of, of thinking to something which has, I, I would say, the most enormously creative and revolutionary social consequences. That it has become not virtuous, not self-sacrificing, not anything like that. It has become the hardest practical politics to let go control to others, to give up trying to dominate the scene. Also, in a parallel way, it has become at this time in our history very much hard practical politics. To learn how to enjoy ourselves. You can go to the Protestant people with their Protestant ethic who uh, are against this kind of thing and now say to them with great glee, it is your solemn duty to learn how to enjoy yourself. Why? Because in an age of leisure, people have really got to know how to enjoy themselves. Because if they don't, they'll smash the whole future of the human race. So a utopia has become uh, not some sort of a dream, but an urgent necessity. We can't do without it. <laughs> because if we try to do without it, what's going to happen is that we are going to terminate our race in a mutual massacre of scapegoats. And so the, the present paranoia in the United States that is going on, where everybody is thinking up a new scapegoat and how great it will be to demolish them or get them out of power. All this kind of bickering and uh, right and left politics has become irrelevant. Because we now have the opportunity of uh, trusting our own intelligence, our own technology. To take the risk of doing what we want 
which will work. To the extent that we realize that what I want, basically, what I really want is what you want. And I don't know what you want. Surprise me. But that's my, that's the kinship between I and thou. So when I ask, I go right down to the question, should we start with, what do I want? The answer is, I don't know. When Bodhidharma was asked, who are you? Which is another form of the same question. He said, I don't know. Planting flowers to which the butterflies come. Bodhidharma says, I know not. I don't know what I want. Well, when you don't know what you want, you've re reached the state of desirelessness. When you really don't know, you see, there's a, there's a beginning stage of not knowing and there's an ending stage of not knowing. In the beginning stage, you don't know what you want because you haven't thought about it or you've only thought superficially. And then when you, somebody forces you to think about it and go through and say, yeah, I think I'd like this, I think I'd like that, I think I'd like the other, there's the middle stage. Then you get beyond that. Say, is that what I really want? In the end you say, no, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I might be satisfied with it for a while and I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. But it's not really what I want. Why don't you really know what you want? Two reasons that you don't really know what you want. Number one, you have it. Number two, you don't know yourself because you never can. The Godhead is never an object of its own knowledge. Just as a knife doesn't cut itself, fire doesn't burn itself, light doesn't illumine itself. It's always an endless mystery to itself. I don't know. And this I don't know, uttered in the infinite interior of the spirit, this I don't know, is the same thing as I love, I let go, I don't try to force or control. It's the same thing as humility. And so the Upanishads say, if you think that you understand Brahman, you do not understand. And you have yet to be instructed further. If you know that you do not understand, then you truly understand. For the Brahman is unknown to those who know it, and known to those who know it not. And the principle is that any time you, as it were, voluntarily let up control, in other words, cease to cling to yourself, <coughs> you have an access of power because you're wasting energy all the time in self-defense trying to manage things, trying to force things to conform to your will. The moment you stop doing that, that wasted energy is available. And therefore you are, in that sense, having that 
energy available, you are one with the divine principle. You have the energy. When you're trying, however, to act as if you were God, that is to say you don't trust anybody and you're the dictator and you have to keep everybody in line, you lose the divine energy. Because what you're doing is simply defending yourself. So then, the principle is, the more you give it away, the more it comes back. Now you say, I don't have the courage to give it away. I'm afraid. And you can only overcome that by realizing you better give it away because there's no way of holding on to it. The meaning of the fact, you see, that everything is dissolving constantly, that we're all falling apart, we're all in a process of constant death, and that uh, the world we hope men set their hearts upon turns ashes or it prospers and like snow upon the desert's dusty face lighting a little hour or two is gone, you know, all that Omar Khayyam jazz. <laughs> You know, the cloud-capped towers, the gorgeous palaces, the great globe itself, I, all which it inherits, shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a rack behind. All falling apart. Everything is. That's the, the great assistance to you. See, that, that fact that everything is in decay is your helper. That is allowing you that you don't have to let go because there's nothing to hold on to. <laughs> It's achieved for you, in other words, by the process of nature. So once you see that uh, you just don't have a prayer, and it's all washed up, and that you will vanish and leave not a rack behind, and you really get with that, suddenly you find you have the power. This enormous access of energy. But it's not power that came to you because you grabbed it came in entirely the opposite way. And power that comes to you in that opposite way is power with which you can be trusted. You know, he starts out this wonderful talk when, you know, one of the things he says at the top, when merits are accomplished, it accomplished, it lays no claim to them. And it's uh, as you become one with this process, you don't need this ego gratification. Um, actually, it becomes really cool to accomplish things and not take credit many times. Uh, I've, I've noticed as I've moved out of ego more and more and into um, my higher self's perspective, uh, you know, the more you relinquish control and trust, the more powerful you become, right? That's the whole premise of this talk principle of unity we talked about unity on on yesterday's show some um it's not to try to obtain power over anything that disturbs the process trust is the path you know i love how i, I could so relate when he talked about making decisions with potatoes that whole story you know as a as an entrepreneur who's had hundreds of employees it's like um that's what i always say man anyone who can make critical decisions that's the most valuable thing you can offer because what you know running business especially is is like decisions 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 uh, i heard it said not too long ago that um mark zuckerberg wears the exact same clothes every single day the same t-shirt same jeans because it's one less decision he has to make right it, it, now what this process is that alan watts is talking about here is you don't need to keep spending your precious energy making those decisions when you get more into this flow kind of state you can never take enough data into consideration anyway. 
you know. Uh, I definitely get that from a business perspective, too. It's like, look at data, look at data, go through motions, man. Um, You know, we did that recently with a big move. We moved into a much bigger office with my travel company, and um, you go through all these considerations, considerations, and then what happens is you make snap judgment in a moment. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, we we weighed data, but at the end of the day, there's all these variables that you just can't, they're unknown and unknowable. You know, and uh, warriors are trying to think of all those variables that are behind beyond their control. That is insanity, right? I'm going to grasp and worry about something that is beyond my control. I can't. It's unknown and unknowable. But yet I'm going to sit here and cause myself stress and anxiety and all these things that do damage to my body, do damage to my mind that stop me from putting my energy in a good productive direction. So the more you can con- you, you, you can delegate authority, the more powerful you come. The more you let go and trust, the more you realize the inseparable identity of self and other, he said. If you go to try to find the identity of self by subjecting it to you, by overcoming it with will, no go. If you find it by giving control to others and trusting that, you know, as we talked about earlier, you may make a mistake. In the long run, you're acting on a principle on intention that has the backing of evolution it's the way it goes it's the way it works buckminster fuller said synergy is the intelligence of a highly complex system the nature of which is always unknown to the individual members you know it's it has everything to do with how it's working in this 3d reality right we can't see it all you know, all we really know is past environments and there's, but what's always happening is a new way of organization is happening. So it's always fresh and new. Uh, Abraham talks about this. Esther Hicks talks about, you know, each moment is, is more than any other moments ever been because more stuff has been added to it. Right. So you're always starting at ground zero in a sense, because you don't have the uh, intelligence or perspective based off of, you know, this ever happening before. So, you know, what's the answer? Give up trying to dominate the scene. It is your solemn duty, he said, to learn how to enjoy yourself. Lest you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. I say that on almost every episode. I'm going to keep saying it. Become playful. Become joyful. Where I did this episode, I danced to the song we're going to play at the end. I was joyful. I was just celebrating. I was doing silly things. Like, it was drummed up so much joy and energy that is being felt and now rippling out to you through this broadcast. It's my solemn duty to do that, to enjoy myself. It's the only way I can really, really uh, be an instrument of peace. Trust. Trust the whole shebang. Trust our own intelligence and technology. You know, when you don't know what you want, you've reached the stage of de- desirelessness. Desirelessness. Yeah. Desire- desirelessness? Yeah. Desirelessness. Yeah, that's a word. That one. <laughs> Two reasons you don't know what you want. You already have it. Love that. And you don't know your own self. The Godhead is never an object of its own knowledge. Fire doesn't burn itself. A knife doesn't cut itself. It's always an endless mystery to itself. And the big joke is you already have all that you seek. You are searching for gold and it's buried, you know, mountains of it underneath you. You are sitting on the back of a whale fishing for a minnow. You already have it. Uttering I don't know and letting go is the same as saying I love, I let go, I don't try to force. It's the same as humility. Humility is the key word when faced with all the lessons of life. He said if you think you understand, you don't. Wait for instruction. If you know you don't understand, then you truly understand this whole dichotomy, divine dichotomy. 
Things are unknown to those who know it and known to those who, who don't know it, who know it not, he said. When you sink, cease to cling to yourself, you have an access of power. You're no longer wasting energy the moment you stop trying to do it. The more you give away, the more it comes back. I think you get the point by now. <laughs> you better give it away anyway, he said, because you can't hold on to it anyway. The decay is your helper. You don't have to let go because there's nothing to hold on to. It's going to happen. It's all going to decay. And that's the beauty of it. That's what makes this now, this moment precious. That's why in the moment you experience today that's mundane, that simple moment that you you normally are not really fully present for because you're so lost in thinking how you can grasp and control and create what comes next. And meanwhile, you missed, you know, the dog begging to be let out uh, on the leash, you know, bringing you the leash to take for a walk. It's like, ah, this again. It's like, no, actually that precious animal that you adore is uh going to be gone one day and he won't be bringing you the leash in its mouth saying take me on a walk you know one more time and it's beautiful right it's absolutely beautiful be present to for everything is going to decay and that is a gift to you not something to fear because guess what out of everything that decays, what happens? Something new and beautiful is born. This is the process you go through throughout eternity. This wisdom is your power. Comes not from grabbing at things, but the opposite way. You're doing it. I'm doing it. We are all forces of nature. We are all in the flow of nature. I couldn't be more proud of you, myself, us. We are the ones we've been waiting for. This is a song you've been waiting for. This is Volo. So happy that Volo reached out saying he enjoyed the show. And I was so blessed to enjoy this music as much as I do. Definitely a new favorite. Force of Nature by Volo. Until next time, journey well. Love you all so, so much. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.